If you're like me, you don't buy the fluff. The hotel sales landscape has changed forever. And frankly, the old advice doesn't work like it used to. Travel schedules have changed, companies have gone remote, and <laughs> no one shows up to chamber meetings anymore. So the big question is this, how do we as hoteliers adapt to our new normal? How are we gonna change? How do we not get left behind in an increasingly digital world? My name is Joe Gray, and this is Hotel Sales Talk. Hey everyone, today I wanna talk a little bit about failure, a little bit about mindset, Um, and I wanna start off with a quote by Theodore Roosevelt. This is called The Man in the Arena. I'm sure many of you have heard it, but I'm just gonna quote it. And uh, obviously this is, uh, it can apply to anyone, so even though it's called The Man in the Arena. But it says this, it says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Now, I think this is a really cool quote, a quote I often go to um, just when I'm kind of in a mood and need, need a little pick-me-up. I... Uh, it's interesting. I think I think we think of this quote. And we say, "Oh, this is about sports, etc." It's really quoted in like the sports arena, mostly. And uh, you know, it makes me think about different experiences I've had, especially one. This was during high school. It was my senior year of high school. I played I played basketball in high school, and I remember we we were pretty good. Um, I'm from Alaska originally, and and even that, there's not like that many teams in Alaska, but we were one of the better teams. We were ranked number two in the state, and uh, we went into the state semifinal against the three seed, and we were just not very good. We couldn't hit shots. We actually didn't play bad. We just couldn't really hit shots. You kind of have those games sometimes. One of our one of our teammates kind of carried us and, and kept us in it. And uh, we were down like 10 with four minutes left. And um, we were down 10 with like four minutes left. And we ended up kind of, our coach called a timeout. We kind of came together and we, we ended up coming back. And there was like seven seconds left. We fouled them. They missed the free throw. We got a rebound. We came down the court and... Uh, this is this is where the story gets really sad. <laughs> I was uh my my point guard, my teammate, he brought the ball down, drew drew a defender, passed it to me. I went up to shoot the ball. A guy ran at me and, and got a finger on it and it fell short. We ended up losing in the state semifinal. And it, it was interesting because like that was really hard for me at the time because basketball was like I mean, it was a huge part of my life growing up a huge part of my life it was one of the most important things in my life 
And uh, especially when you're a high school kid, it's your senior year. Like that's that's like I don't I don't, don't want to say it's everything, but it's a lot. You know, it's it's one of the most important things in your life. And uh, it's interesting because it was at the state tournament, big arena filled with everyone, <laughs> everyone that I ever looked up to, loved and respected, and I failed in front of all of them, right? And and at the time, it, it really sucked. It was like really awful, a really terrible experience. But I look back now, and I'm really grateful for it, actually, because it was, I mean, I, I don't know. I just had an opportunity, and, and I think this is you know people could say wow you're really looking for the best in this situation but it was an opportunity to fail in front of everyone that I really cared about um which didn't necessarily get me over the fear of failure but I think it started to and it really did help because I had like overcome a lot just to get to that point where like I had become a starter that year and been able to to like be pretty successful that year and and I had to overcome a lot and work really hard to get to that point because I wasn't the most naturally gifted guy. And so failing in that way in front of everyone was was really really I mean you dream of that moment, right? You dream of that moment of being able to hit the shot and uh and I didn't. I I was the opposite outcome. But I look back and I'm really grateful because I failed in front of everyone and and I'm actually like I think that's important. I think that's really important to understand how important that is because failure really isn't a bad thing like especially in sales like if you're really going to be good at sales you need to get super used to getting ghosted, failing, people not responding to you like like that that's the issue there's most people are kind of afraid of that and so they don't do nearly as much outreach as they should because they do a little bit of outreach a little bit of prospecting it was funny i was just talking to my brother today and one of my brothers started doing a little bit of prospecting for um another business and and he's he hasn't really done a lot of sales before and it was just funny because he was like he was like messaging people on linkedin and he's like so if there's a check mark that means they haven't even read it. Like it would show a face if they've read it. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I can't believe how many people didn't even open my message. <laughs> and it was funny because I kind of just looked at him and I was like, that's welcome to prospecting. <laughs> like, like that is prospecting. You have to do so much more outreach than you realize to, to get any results. And so, and so I think that's why people get really down on themselves because they do like 10 to 20 in there. That's like a big effort at, for, at first for them. And they're like, oh, that's, you know, I just did 10 to 20. I just sent out 10 to 20 emails or 10 to 20 whatever's, you know, messages on LinkedIn or whatever it may be. And it's like, yeah, okay. You sent a first message to them. First of all, most people... Even if they read it, they're just going to ghost you on the first message. And then you send a second message to them, and even then, most of the time, they're just going to ghost you. And then you send a third message to them, and even then, most of the time, they're going to ghost you. So it's like, you just have to almost get to this point where you kind of have like, you kind of detach your own feelings from it, right? Where you're like, I'm just going to help the people who need to be, who, who are coming towards me. I heard that story once, actually, in a video. I, I don't remember who what what the person's name was that talked about it but they were like they were talking about how 
the Coast Guard decides who they're going to save. And when someone jumps in or when a, when they when they go to save people, they say, we can only save the people who are swimming towards us. That's how we, we know who we're going to save, at least if there's like a limited, if, if there's more people than they can fit in the helicopter or whatever it is, right? They say we're, we're, we can only save the people who are swimming towards us. And so that is what it is. Like you just have to get used to it. You kind of have to shift your mindset around it and just get used to being ghosted, get used to failure, get used to like, and it's, it's not necessarily failure, but it's just like, just get used to it. Like if you're going to do a bunch of outreach, like, well, you have to do a bunch of outreach, first of all, to, to be successful with any type of outbound prospecting. You have to do tons of outreach. Um, and there's definitely like better ways to do it than just sending cold emails and stuff. But to be honest, like in the hotel space, you can get away with just sending a bunch of cold emails. I mean, I mean, that shouldn't be your only strategy, but that should be one of your strategies. Like it should be. It works. Like it, it does work. And I think I think it should be one of everyone's strategies. But but it's not something I would do like I here's the thing. If you're not gonna commit to it, don't even do it because it's it's not worth it. Right? Like if you're not gonna go send emails to ten to twenty new people every day, every day, and then follow up with them a few times, it's not even worth it. Like it's it's I mean, like I guess occasionally it could be worth like you get lucky, but like if you really want it to be like a real strategy, not even worth it to to not do that, at least. Like, I've kind of gotten to the point where it's like, well, I wanted to send it to like five new companies every day, but that was kind of like, it was a lot because I do a lot of other prospecting too, and I do it for a lot of hotels. So it was just a lot for me. Um, And so I'm starting to just grab like a bunch of companies at the beginning of the week. Like Monday is like my outbound day. And I just grab everyone that I need to do outbound to and I put them in sequences. And so I'll like send one Monday, send one Tuesday, send one Wednesday or Thursday, right? And that includes like the first message and then the follow-up on Tuesday and then the last follow-up on Wednesday or Thursday. And I make sure that they know in the email that that is the last email I'm going to send. And the funny thing is, is that most of the time that's the one they respond to. They wait until I say last email. Like they wait until there's urgency, there's scarcity, right? But the first two are good because it kind of like gets you to like, like you don't want to like say this is the only email I'm sending on the first one because you're going to get less response rate, you know? So anyways, and you can play with it. You can play with your messaging and stuff like that. And definitely different messaging can help. But, but there's, yeah, you got to kind of figure out that. But yeah, I wouldn't even honestly, <laughs> if I mean, this is all prospecting. Like, if if you're not going to send a message and at least a couple follow-ups and do that consistently and do it to, like, you know, 5 to 20 people every day, like, add new 5 to 20 new people every day, like, it's really not even worth it to do the, the outbound prospecting because you're not going to see that. You're not going to see, like, nearly enough success for the effort you're going to put in. And so you have to kind of build a system around it if you really want to see that kind of success. So anyways, I guess I kind of started with with a, <laughs> a melodramatic story about failure, but really you have to just get used to it. You have to get used to like, you have to put in way more, and, and it's not necessarily effort. Like I think people think, oh, that's so much effort. And it's like, maybe like front-loaded effort, like, because once you get the emails written and the, the sequences put together, like, it's not that much effort. You know what I mean? Like, 
then you're just really putting in contacts, whether that's every day or once a week you do a bunch of them and then you put them on like follow-up sequences too. So yeah, there's some front-loaded work, but it's really not like, it's not like you're one-to-one emailing all these people and then one-to-one following up with all these people because there's technology and there's sequences you can put them through and stuff like that. So some people call them cadences, sequences, whatever it is, a sales funnel, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But like you kind of just have to build that system around whatever you want to do, whether that's cold outbound emails. Um, I'm, I'm not, I know there's systems out there that help you with cold outbound LinkedIn, but I've never really done that. I've done a lot of cold outbound emailing and then I've done some, um, other types of things with text messaging, um, guests and stuff like that. But you have to be careful with text because there's a little more legality around it in the United States. And outside the United States, you have to be even more careful with email too. So anyways, yeah. So there's definitely that. There's just when you're when it comes to prospecting, you there's so much more effort you have to put in than you realize. Um, but then again, like it's it is all about that, like just get in there and figure it out. Like we can talk till we're blue in the face, but if you don't actually get in there and figure it out, like things are never going to change. You're never going to figure it out. But this is just, this is just my experience with a lot of testing, a lot of testing. So anyways, let's, let's go back to that man in the arena quote. It is not the critic who counts. Um, so all those people you're messaging them, uh, them not responding to you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they respond. People are going to be rude to you too. Sometimes people are going to, and this is rare, but I have people that are very rude to me sometimes over email or text or whatever it is. And uh, it's rare and I just let it fall. I just, I mean, you so, it kind of gets you going for a second, but then you're like, no, I got to like let this just roll off my shoulder. Um, But there's always going to be critics. There's always going to be people who try to point out what you're doing wrong or you know, everything like that, but just, just keep going, um, and, and realize that it takes a lot of effort, it really does, if you really want to, if you really want to be successful, so, but, but that's the nice thing, like, once you built the system, and you know what's working, you know the inputs and outputs, then it's just, like, putting people in every day, like, or putting people in every week, and making sure that your prospecting machine still continues to run, so, Anyways, I don't know. Hope you guys found this in, this valuable and and uh, yeah, have a great have a great rest of your week, everyone. Bye. Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you know that I have a LinkedIn account, just like the rest of the world, and I post lots of valuable hotel sales and marketing content on that account. Um, please reach out and connect with me. You can find me easily via search by searching Joe Gray Sales Hop, or you can click the link in the podcast description and it will bring you right to my page. Looking forward to connecting.